This is the World in Brief from The Economist. Our top stories. Gotabaya Rajapaksa, Sri Lanka's outgoing president, left the Maldives where he fled on Wednesday on a Saudi Airlines flight bound for Singapore. Mr. Rajapaksa has promised to resign as president on Wednesday, but the Speaker of Parliament has not yet received the necessary paperwork. Mr. Rajapaksa did confer his powers to Ronald Wickermasinghe, the Prime Minister, who is now acting president. A nationwide state of emergency is in place. Protests in which one man died have calmed, and protesters occupying government buildings are in talks to decamp. Inflation in America, measured by the Consumer Price Index, reached 9.1% in June, a 41-year high, as the cost of fuel and food drove up other prices. In response, the Federal Reserve is expected to raise interest rates by three-quarters of a percentage point this month. On Wednesday, Canada's central bank raised its benchmark rate by a full percentage point to 2.5%. High inflation is helping drive down the value of the euro, which briefly touched parity with the dollar for the first time in 20 years. America's Defense Department announced the success of two separate hypersonic weapons tests, bringing itself a couple of steps closer to China's and Russia's position in a new arms race. Lockheed Martin developed a missile that was launched from beneath the wing of a bomber. Separately, the Pentagon's own Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency tried a new ground-based system. Polish archaeologists uncovered a mass grave near the former Nazi concentration camp of Soldau. The grave contains 17.5 tons of ashes, the remains of about 8,000 people. It is thought the Nazis dug up the bodies and burned them to cover their tracks at the end of the Second World War. The Polish government said on Wednesday it has completed a detailed inventory of war crimes committed by Germany. Turkey's defense minister said a preliminary deal had been struck to coordinate the export of badly needed grain from Ukraine. But Antonio Guterres, the Secretary General of the United Nations, stressed that a formal agreement has not yet been reached. Together, Russia and Ukraine supplied 28% of globally traded wheat. Prices have rocketed since the war began. COVID-19 infections are increasing rapidly across Asia, fueled by the latest Omicron subvariants. Governments in Japan, New Zealand, and South Korea are urging citizens to take precautions to protect healthcare systems. Japan reported nearly 95,000 cases on Wednesday, levels not seen since the start of this year. Cases have also been rising in China, which implements a, quote, dynamic zero-COVID policy to squash local clusters. Celsius Network, an American cryptocurrency lender, filed for bankruptcy amid a slump in the sector. The company halted withdrawals for its 1.7 million customers in June. Business boomed for such firms during the pandemic, but crashed after cryptocurrency prices fell, and Terra, a stablecoin, collapsed in May. Voyager Digital, another crypto lender, also filed for bankruptcy earlier this month. And fact of the day, 84 kilometers, the range of the high-mobility artillery rocket systems that America has sent to Ukraine. And now, here's a deeper look at the day ahead. The end of the chip-making boom. Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company, which makes 90% of the world's chips with the smallest, most efficient circuits, 
will report its quarterly results on Thursday. Investors expect a strong showing. Nonetheless, chipmakers face tougher times ahead. One problem is supply. Sales of laptops and smartphones, where half of chips are used, soared during COVID-19 lockdowns. To meet demand, investment in production boomed. But much of the new capacity will come on later this year, when demand is expected to drop. Another worry is geopolitics. Policymakers want to bring more of the chip manufacturing supply chain within their own borders. Such fragmentation would drive up costs and leave chip firms beholden to the whims of party politics. Another chip giant, Intel, has threatened to postpone the launch of two American factories because of a delay by Congress in passing a subsidies bill worth $52 billion over five years to American chipmakers. A soaring TSMC may be about to fall back down to earth. Earning Season for American Banks Monetary policy is supposed to take time to work its magic. But central bankers' abrupt shift to fight inflation seriously has caused financial conditions in America to tighten sharply in 2022. Just how brutal this shift has been will be revealed this week as four of America's biggest banks report their second-quarter earnings. J.P. Morgan Chase, the country's largest, and Morgan Stanley will kick things off on Thursday. Wells Fargo and Citi will follow on Friday. Slick investment bankers who facilitate deal-making and issuance will have been hit hardest. As stocks have slumped and interest rates have climbed, firms have all but stopped merging, issuing debt, or going public. Their brash colleagues on the trading floor should have fared better. Market volatility tends to lift trading activity and revenues. And higher interest rates can boost the interest income earned on loans by their more pedestrian colleagues running the retail bank. Investors, though, are braced for the worst. J.P. Morgan shares have fallen 30% this year, compared with around 20% for the S&P 500 overall. Italy's government on the brink July is always a wicked month for Italian governments, as differences between coalition partners reach boiling point in Rome's oppressive heat. On Thursday, the country's broad ruling coalition could break asunder as its second-largest party, the populist Five Stars Movement, M5S, threatens to withdraw its support in a parliamentary vote on measures to offset the effects of the energy crisis. The stability of the coalition matters. Investors are fretting over Italy's public debt, which has reached more than 150% of GDP. But Giuseppe Conte, the leader of the M5S, is under pressure too. More than a quarter of his lawmakers quit the party at the end of June in a dispute over the Ukraine war. With inflation rising, Mr. Conte has called for higher wages and lower taxes to help the poor. He threatened to pull out of the coalition if Mario Draghi, the prime minister, did not meet his demands. Mr. Draghi offered concessions, but he also warned that if the M5S pulled its support, he would quit. Bastille Day in France The French on Thursday celebrate Bastille Day, their national holiday and a commemoration of the storming of the Bastille prison in Paris in 1789. It is a yearly show of national pride and local festivities. With a military parade and a fly-past in Paris, 
This year, against the backdrop of war in Ukraine, troops from Eastern Europe have also been invited to take part. Behind the patriotic flag-waving, however, the national mood is uncertain. President Emmanuel Macron was re-elected in April, but lost his parliamentary majority in June. He now runs a minority government under Elizabeth Bourne, his prime minister, and faces a hostile and noisy opposition. In the short run, things may go deceptively quiet as the French depart for their long summer break. But with inflation rising and worries about energy costs, La Rentrée in September is likely to bring discontent in Parliament and on the streets. Fashion's Dirty Secret Bosses at Victoria's Secret, a struggling American lingerie brand, will be hoping Victoria's Secret, Angels and Demons, draws a line under the sins of their predecessors. The three-part documentary is released on Thursday on Hulu. It focuses on the rise and fall of the brand, as well as the close personal relationship between Leslie Wexner, a former chief executive of the brand's parent company, L Brands, and his relationship with Jeffrey Epstein, his financier, until 2007, who died in prison in 2019 waiting a sentence for sex-trafficking minors. The film looks at the decades-long personal and business ties between the pair and an alleged sexual assault by Epstein in a house he owned within Mr. Wexner's sprawling Ohio estate. The documentary is part of a wave of fashion retrospectives portraying a troubled industry. Scouting for Girls, Fashion's Darkest Secret, charts endemic abuse of women in the modeling industry, and White Hot, The Rise and Fall of Abercrombie & Fitch, takes aim at another former Wexner fashion brand. Despite energetic efforts by both Victoria's Secret and Abercrombie and & Fitch to reinvent themselves in recent years, these films will turn ever more shoppers away. Daily Quiz. Our baristas will serve you a new question each day this week. On Friday, your challenge is to give us all five answers and, as important, tell us the connecting theme. Email your responses and include mention of your home city and country by 1700 BST on Friday to quizespresso at economist.com. We'll pick randomly from those with the right answers and crown one winner per continent on Saturday. Thursday. Which Disney cartoon character, a rabbit, was created before Mickey Mouse? Wednesday. Which Methodist preacher founded the Salvation Army? Finally, here's the quote of the day from Gerald Ford, who was born on this day in 1913. I believe that truth is the glue that holds government together. Not only our government, but civilization itself. That's The World in Brief from The Economist, available three times every day of the week. You can also hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, on your podcast app. And subscribers to The Economist have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app to start listening. 